This is the Vitovold Brothers podcast. You're listening to Franz and Joseph Vitovold, and we want to show you a different angle on a lot of topics. Our goal is to enable you to appreciate your process of growth and to get you where you want to be with your own projects as quickly as possible by inspiring you three times a week. Hello and welcome to today's very amazing interview, Sunday interview, and I'm very excited to have Marijn here in today's podcast. I'm very thankful that you made the time, and I think today's podcast is going to be very interesting. It's going to be a topic which we haven't touched too much. It's going to be about food sustainability. Um, he has a lot of knowledge in this field, and I think we're going to talk um, a, a lot about that, but also I think traveling is going to be a big part of it. And yeah, just obviously, as always, the general exchange about life, about our our thoughts, about uh, what's important in life as well. So welcome to today's interview. Thank you so much for being here. Um, maybe you can introduce yourself first of yeah, all. Thank you, uh, Joseph, for having me. I think it was really cool that you reached out to me um, because I don't really know Joseph yet. Um, I was giving like a guest lecture at this um, college about food waste and afterwards i got a little message on facebook like hey uh, my name is joseph and bloody bloody blah it's a podcast about this and this and that and i think it would be cool if you uh, would be a guest so um thank you very much for taking the time to reach out to me i think this is really cool and of course i've listened to your podcasts uh different episodes different interviews as well so keep up the good work i really like it so far and thank i'm sure you. it's going even better and a little bit an introduction about me. So I've I've told you that I was giving a, a guest lecture about food waste to Joseph. So um, I have been involved in the sustainable food world for quite uh, a while. I think something like six or seven years being a part of the Slow Food Youth Network. That's a global international organization that strives for good, clean and fair food. And next to this, I am now working at Too Good To Go. That is a company that is trying to eliminate food waste across the globe. And I'm living in Utrecht. That's uh, the central part of the Netherlands. I was born and raised here as well. And um, yeah, that's about it. Just in a very brief int uh, introduction. And I'm uh, doing a podcast from like uh, <laughs> covered in blankets in like uh, my own setup uh, podcast studio. So um, yeah, let's see how, how this is going. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I already said um, up front. It's like it's a very funny scenario which which you put yourself in. But also, I, I already had the second guest. I also told you before that who has this kind of setup to just have uh, the best possible audio quality. And you said um, you are involved in in sustainability in in food food waste yep. or like having less uh, food wasted and when did this journey start and when did you notice that you were so passionate about it because it's such a specific topic a lot of people want to work on it but they don't do it um the way you maybe should work on it it's just so like i'm doing this little bit to like try to improve it but it's just something you do on the side but you don't really focus on like how, how did this start and why did you jump into this topic so much uh, I have been blessed to come from a, a family with a mother who has like a background from Indonesia. So food always has been like a central topic um, within my whole household. I've been um, having many great Indonesian dishes as well. And I think from there on, a, a passion for food has been started. And after high school, I decided to do a chef school in Belgium. So a very practical school to be trained to become a chef. And next to my studies, I always worked in the kitchens and as well. And I think around um, probably half of my hotel management school, I came across the organization Slow Food. And Slow Food is an organization that's quite big in Italy already. And it's like the modern organization of Slow Food Youth Network. And... Um, yeah, I, I googled the website and was like, yeah, why not? Let's just send them an email and um, try to see if I can do something uh, with those guys as well. And I think from there on the journey a bit has been started about the sustainable food world. That's that's impressive. But like like you said, you were raised. Um, um, 
like from your mother's side there was like food in the center of, of of the family like what do you mean by that because usually food is something you just take for granted almost like granted especially when you're like from like europe i would say even so within europe there are also people who have challenged just to to have enough food on the table and even um in the background when i look back um we also had a struggling time in my in my history where we had tough time to like fill the table also as well mm -hmm. um and i think that just like a lot of people don't realize that when they are so comfortable and they have always a fridge um, full with food um what do you mean by having that as a center again and and now i think a, a lot of people in the netherlands um we are very blessed with the fortune having everywhere supermarkets and having the uh, money and the possibility to always buy food that's even half prepared in um, little bags and sackets. But um, having a mother that's come from a, a different cultural background, who's like partly Dutch and partly Indonesian, if you look in the Asian cultures, food is something that's very more central. Food is as well a way of commu communicating to somebody that you love them. Food is a language in that sense as well. So therefore food always has been in the center of our household as a way to communicate with each other, to share uh, bread, to share memories, to share stories. And um, yeah, I think there has my my passion of food. Yeah, that's, really being taught. That's amazing. And I really like, I think this topic is very interesting also now when I, when I think about myself and reflect, um, how normal it is to just go to the fridge and 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 cook something or snack something or without being too aware what you're putting into your body like being aware of yeah hey, of course this is like i don't know something very special maybe a mango or whatever depending obviously where you are but it's like it flew so far from somewhere and now you're like eating it like it's nothing you don't even have this like consciousness about hey i'm taking now the time to eat my food enjoy the food and and don't rush just no, but I, my body. I think that's always something that's really cool about food as well that you kind of forget how many factors and different people are involved with the mango that you are eating and um, the choice of you eating a certain mango is a, vo a vote as well for a certain system or for a certain uh, way of living and in the end food is as well like the big connector we all eat we all have to eat every day yeah so uh, if you want to make a um, connection with people you don't know yet, I think sharing a meal is one of the greatest ways to start. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. Just I just had like this fun memory. Also, like obviously you know that from from friends, you're just getting together, you, you're eating, you just have a fun time. Like the whole construct around the the dining table can be also so amazing and can create so many beautiful experiences. But coming back to this mango, there was like one catchy thing I said like you know a lot about it like what can you say like what is the better choice like how do you like how do you buy food what is the maybe more correct way to buy food um without just having every year all the fruits around you because it's obviously economically and also in terms of the the um print you leave behind it's, it's not very yeah. good like like what yeah, is the thought or, yeah of yeah, course there are, there are always some basic rules like eating more plant-based so you can eat meat but uh, you should not eat meat every day with every meal yeah. it just has a very big environmental impact eating more um, vegetables and fruits that are in season and that are locally grown so apples um, from your own region yeah um, instead instead of the mango and those are always, of course, choices that you have to make. And um, food is, of course, healthier as well if it's not being pre-prepared. So not um, you, you should yeah, try to make the time to cook for yourself as well. Of course, we are all busy people, um, but it's a choice as well to spend your time on something for yourself as well. Yeah. But for me, um, the more that I've learned uh, about food in the past years, the more that you know, the less that you know. That's kind of uh, a truth in a lot of industries as well. For example, if you now would buy an apple here in a supermarket in the Netherlands, the apple from New Zealand could have a lower CO2 emission footprint than the locally Dutch apple, because a lot of times we store our apples in big fridges for up to a year. So even though the apple 
is from the New Zealand, the other part of the world, it could it could still have like a less environmental impact. So I think, okay. but that's yeah. yeah, that's a truth that's in a lot of industries. The more that you know, the less yeah. that you know as well. Yeah. And in a sense, that's cool as well because um, it gives you the possibility to keep learning and keep yeah developing and growing yourself as well. Indeed, I. I can just agree on that. And it's, it's was very shocking for me. Like, what do you mean by like, they are storing an apple for a year. Like they have like planned all the apples. They are like putting the, all this, like all the apples, they are like, yeah, you, you have, of course, the harvesting season that yeah. uh, tends to be in autumn of most yeah. apples and pears. Indeed. And then they are being stored in like brick fridges um, without oxygen. And they can store apple up to two, three years. And then, <laughs> It uh, can still be sold in the supermarket as a fresh apple. Makes sense. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, but then you have a lot of big energy costs yeah. with that involved as well. But for for me, sorry for interrupting, but like for me, no. it's so so crazy to think about this aspect that how much money they are trying to make, or like how much they extend the lifetime of a product of like a apple or whatever it's put also into in plastic to just like let it live kind of longer so that you can like have it for a longer period of time, like a possibility to sell it. And is the, like, is the taste the same if you store it that long? Like, is it, is it not much of a difference? No, there should not be much of a difference actually, because you pro you have been probably eating a lot of fruits that have been harvested many, many yeah. months ago, and you probably wouldn't know, notice the difference as well. Okay. But I think we just now live in such a world of abundance. If you go to the supermarket, you can buy everything, every day, yeah. every moment. And in the end, that's a big part of the bigger problem as well, because what I've taught you in a guest lecture, like one third of all the foods produced globally is being thrown away. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a big problem that we try to solve that's too good to go. How are you solving? Like, what is the, like, what are you doing? What is the process? Um, yeah. With the company so, and, and how so, are you like saving so food? Too to good to go is like a platform that connects users with uh, stores where they can go to pick up food that has been left over at the end of the day. So you can go to your local bakery and pick up at the end of the day, the bread that has been left over. Yeah. And in that sense, uh, we try to make more and more impact because you have just food waste on every level. You have it at restaurants, you have it at big producers, you have it at your local supermarket. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Also, if you like look just at, like, also when you look in the supermarket in general, and also like the the fresh meat, for example, it's also like so many things getting thrown away, like just because it's like also with the restrictions on food sometimes on on putting yeah. on um how long you can um like how how is this date called which is on a product yeah it's like tht um or tgt it's like uh, use before use uh indeed and and it's crazy how, how after you can sometimes even eat like a yogurt or something or whatever you have like a week later or um, i don't know maybe not a week but there if you store it correctly um, and I think a lot of people are just sometimes throwing food away too fast. Like what you like, what yeah. you learned also while you did your um, chef um, like education. You should always smell and taste your food because if it's yeah. if you have yogurt, for example, that's on the expiring day, it tends to be still be good for at least a couple of days. Yeah, and um, you are truly trained to smell if it's not good. You know. Um, if it's really gone bad, you will immediately smell that when you open yeah. the, the pack of yogurt. So that's not something that you should be afraid for. Because um, I don't know if you heard of Project Drawdown. Nope. So Project Drawdown is like a, a global organization that is identifying the ways in which we can accelerate um, the, the negative effects of climate change. So they are identified certain steps that we can take, of course, going um, to more green energy, so more uh, uh, wind uh, mills and stuff like that. But the number one solution that we should try to implement is um, getting rid of food waste. As I yeah. mentioned, one third of food is being wasted globally, and that accounts to 8% of our global CO2 emissions. So that's just a really, really big number. That's more than all the cars, planes, uh, ships combined yeah but in the end it's yeah it 
that makes it a, a bigger and harder problem to, problem to solve as well because it's just in depth in the current system yeah and and i don't i don't know i think it's like i have always or in a lot of podcasts touched the category or topic of how fast things have to go how um accelerated the world is in general and and how fast people want to have their food solutions yeah. and like how fast paced our thinking also is like how unpatient we can be like for example grabbing some prepared food um, instead of just making it by yourself and, and sometimes it doesn't take so much longer like preparing a meal takes probably between 30 minutes sometimes in an hour and like it's not that much and also what you said before and i think that is super relevant not just on on cooking food but setting the priorities also for me mm. what i try to implement now um and i did that while i was studying in the netherlands really wrong I, i wasn't taking too much time to cook by myself but now i really focus on taking the time to cook prepare And it's some kind of, I don't want to call it meditation, but it's for me a calming but moment. It is, in, like, in a sense, hey. it is it is proper self-care, you know? Yeah. If you want to make impact, and it doesn't matter on what field it is, if you want to be a professional ra racer, or if you want to make impact as a postcard maker, yeah. first and foremost, you need to take good care of yourself. And it yeah. starts with properly eating as well. And it makes it makes such a big difference. Also, like the the ways you can eat if you reduce like the meat consumption and and yeah. just I th like just I think healthy eating and also then in terms of like if you I, I don't have any um knowledge I can base that on, but mm -hmm. um, also in aging I think it makes a huge difference how you eat, yeah. what you eat, and also if you look how the industry is really messing us up as well because if you look how a supermarket is like constructed like how many um like sugary, sugary. foods there are it yeah. is crazy and also always at the end if you look at the customer journey when you go through a supermarket you But those are things that ch challenge me of course as well when i'm coming back from work uh, walking in the central station you always tend to be a bit hungry you know it's yeah. like uh six or a six thirty. yeah and then you're smelling oh my god all those foods you know and yeah i think that's um the food environment is it's being made to sell as many things as possible yeah and um for us as a consumer it's kind of hard to always make those responsible choices as well Yes, indeed. I mean, they are also always triggering us with with everything, also yeah. with ads, with with so many things, which also in the end, like a lot of sugary goods and, and things which are not healthy for you, have such a high addiction like rate towards yourself. Like, yeah. it's it is crazy in the end. I also like I always have to also fight with my weight, even so I'm not too overweight, but I would love to lose like 15 kilo, and I'm I'm fighting with that like over the like past one and a half year. Before that, I did a lot of sports. Didn't like since I was in America, actually, uh, in my yeah, high school. Yeah, of course, on year. high school years, yeah. you probably did a lot of sports, right? Yes. Yeah, I was I was doing um, pretty heavily judo for like um, 10 oh, years. Oh, cool. Yeah. Really, really loved that. Um, cause I was like with a lot of body weight, and and I really love to work just with your body. I mean, obviously, weights are really good and very effective, but I really like that to be just fit with your own body weight and, and yeah. it was really nice it was also on a competitive level very good for me to yeah i, I really loved the sport in general I'm kind of upset that i lost and, it a little are bit are you still doing a bit of exercise yes um, and yeah, my girlfriend really pushes me towards it i'm i'm like the kind of person who loves to do activity but i'm also on the lazy side a lot of times i think it really depends on the type of person you are i just see on your facebook and instagram i think mainly facebook that you are pretty very active actually like you're doing a lot of sports or at least how yeah but i'm a lazy person as well <laughs> okay, that's, that's impressive yeah <laughs> but uh, i think for me it always helps to um, um make appointments with friends You know, yeah. um, if you if you're setting a goal, for example, I've now have a goal with uh, like five friends to uh, run half a marathon. That's oh, then you have a clear goal. You have some uh, some reasons to train for something as well. And if you uh, make an appointment to run tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., um, yeah. you're not going to cancel the other. But if it's a point, just an appointment with yourself, True. of course, you also shouldn't cancel those. But it's it's harder. You know, for me, it always helps to have certain goals yeah um yeah to strive for and uh yeah work towards those 
Indeed, yeah. Um, and like how, like when you when it comes to like goals and and goal setting, how how do you structure it? Are you like writing it down? Do you have like a kind of a structure in your head? Yeah. For, or, or how, oh, I, how you I write it down. You always should write down your goals. I think yeah. um, mm -hmm. the moment you write down, they become more real in that sense as well. And um, in the beginning, I tried to work with year goals for myself as well. Yeah. But I noticed that it was not working for me because to really set year goals, you know, in a year there a lot of things can change. Yes. But nowadays I do set like an every quarter, I set a direction compass for myself. That's amazing. So those are goals based on my value. And I've, I actually have it printed out hanging in my living room. I have like a printed out hanging in my kitchen as well so that I get uh, confronted with it every day. Makes sense. And based on those quarter goals, I set always weekly goals. Okay. So always on Sunday, I do like a weekly review. I look yes. back at the past week and check like my whatsapp my incoming meals and just a bit of reflection what are points that i've learned what are things that i can change and then i set my goals for the upcoming week as well so i'm i'm quite structured uh, yeah <laughs> in those things as well is it is it your personal um like are you a person who is structured in general because for me what i struggle with is i am not structured like like not like I think that it also depends on the type of person you can be because for me it's very it, it can be very challenging to be structured like um it has to be kind of forced do you have to force your yourself into this structure yeah or was i have it to always force, kind of... force myself into it because uh <laughs> just a lot of trial and error you know i'm someone who okay. has hdhd so yeah. um structure is for me is something that is beneficial for me Yeah. But from um, a natural side of things, I want to run away from it. So it's always okay. a bit like an internal fight yes. for more structure and no structure, chaos and this and that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it has been really a, a long process with a lot of trial and error. And in the, I think in the end, you always have to find something that works for you. you yes, know? indeed. I, uh, I've done a lot of uh, courses, read a lot of books. And it just has to be like a certain sentence that strikes a chord with you okay you know, it, in the end um for me the weekly review works doing it like that yeah but if it it's not working for you that's completely fine as well you know there are thousands of ways of doing that um but i think from it's always cool to be a bit involved with the whole process about self-improvement so that's why i really like your podcast as well because you guys are also talking about that as yeah in depth Uh, thank you very much. Um, but for you, what was like the breakthrough point on finding your structure? Because I, I am still in the process of finding the structure I would love to have. Like, obviously, I need to be structured. I have appointments, podcasts, whatever. Like, this is all mm -hmm. in the calendar, but the rest sometimes is a little over and under and, and not too... Like, if you want to grow something big, I think there needs to be a structure, sadly. Even so structure sometimes limits you from creativity but i think you can also yeah. create this room to to be able to have that now for me uh a thing that always uh, helped me is that i've always had like either a business coach or a mentor uh, or somebody um that you can do those things with okay um, and it doesn't need to be somebody that you speak to every week or so um I actually just uh, asked two weeks ago somebody else to become my career coach. And it's just, uh, yeah, of course, it's always a bit um, excited and a bit frightening to ask that as well, because you are asking a big favor of somebody. But I think um, it's so much easier to learn if you can hold yourself like accountable and yeah. put yourself in front of a mirror. And it's so easier to be done if you have somebody um, where you can bounce off ideas that's giving you those, that form of reflection. Yeah. Um, and it's harder to do that all on your own. I, I, I agree on that. And I think like reflecting or having someone looking from outside um, yeah. on your life and having this like neutral kind of like this different perspective in general, like on your life, uh, I think it it's super beneficial. I mean, like how, how can, like when did you start to get those coaches? Because obviously a lot of people don't do that or don't don't have a, a coach on on their side and i th I think it's extremely beneficial like last yeah. year me and my brother we also did a coaching and it was very interesting it was like 15 business people which we were in, in a room with um i think four or five times a year 
and in between we had exchange and that was really beneficial to also get to know their story their challenges and it was yeah, like a group coaching because um, why should you want to try to invent uh, the wheel for yourself yeah since already so many people did that you know you should try to learn from those i think yes so um in that way uh, a coach has been very beneficial and i think looking back i have been blessed that um, actually on my first job in the kitchen i was still working in high school um it was like a dishwasher job but once i was finished with uh, cleaning all the dishes i could do a bit a little bit of cooking and um at that place i found a true mentor you know he was like a, a young chef as well he was the one who in the end um, signed me up for the chef school in Belgium as well. And looking back, um, he was a truly a mentor for me in that phase of my life. Yeah. And um, yeah, you can just learn so much from having a mentor or a, co or a coach. So looking back, I was like, yeah, I need that continuing, yeah, continued in my life. Yeah. And for certain phases from your life, you're also looking for somebody else. You know, it's not that yep. you should have the same coach or doing the same thing for like the rest of your life. But I think you're always evolving. So you always have a different need as well. I, I agree on that. That's a really beautiful thing. I actually also wanted to touch on because I think the relevance of then also knowing, hey, this was like I learned what I can learn from this person or what I yeah. wanted to learn. And now it's time without um, meaning it in a mean way. Uh, but it's just time to move on to learn like you need a different person because sometimes you also grow to a kind of person and now you need to have a person who's maybe a little like somewhere else where you want to yeah. go now and, and 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 getting this push it's not always like it's all the same for me like the coach i had last year it's really nice still in my life but now i tend to um listen to a different coach more yeah. and, and and i let him go a little little further because i learned everything i wanted to learn i respect and now you're him growing and going to the yeah. next platform indeed indeed and that's just like this little process um of life i think and development and it gives uh, you a different a different push and, and also to like learn from a different person as well i think it changes a lot also and why are you so involved in self-improvement and self-development um for me I think it all started with my mom's company, like since a younger age, like since uh, like 20 years already, she has her own or like 19 um, has her own. Um, yeah, it was a marketing agency. Now it's a consulting agency. And we were always around her while she's doing her work. She was like at late at night, she was still working on her company and um, trying to in the beginning trying to earn some money. There wasn't yeah. not much money, which which she she was making in the beginning. Um, and it was a very tough process to view that from the, all the time you saw her working, doing something. And I was in the beginning starting to go into like videography, pho like photography. I really love that. It's very interesting to me and it triggers me big time because <laughs> I just love pictures, love, love people and also love to get to know the person behind the picture. And I was like the first really big driver for me to then start learning about business. And with business, I realized, hey, you need to be a specific or not that specific but you need to be as good of a person as knowledgeable about yourself yeah, as yeah. you can be because if you want to lead at some point people and um, you need to have the knowledge the understanding of mm. people and need to have also the wisdom to to lead people uh, with the kindness and things you think um are good for your life and if if you are not um in a good place mentally i think you can also not be successful i think it's very good connected like the circle of yeah mental um fitness fitness in general the food like there is like the like some it's it's all connected in indeed. the end you know yes yes and if you want to make impact you first have to make sure that you are able to give back as well and to, yeah. to reach that level of giving back um yeah you need to be in a good, you need to be in peak state, you know, just in peak physical state and peak mental state. Yeah. And, and for me that, that I, but I mean, I have to also say it was also a very interesting process because I was talking in yesterday's interview, I was talking um, with a very nice um, person as well. And I also said, it's like so interesting, like how I, in the beginning had the idea of, 
making a massive amount of money. That was like oh, the yeah. biggest shift I had to make, first of all, because when I was 16, I was telling my friends, hey, I'm going to buy with like 22, which I'm now like a big boat or something. But yeah. I then had like wanted to change this mindset, wanted to understand, hey, what, what are my drivers? What do I want to really achieve? And where do I want to go? And what skill sets do I need um, to to be the person and the leader I would love to become. And this is like... And what what is your vision? Or what do you want to do? Or who do you want to become? Um, I want to... I mean, I want to become, I think, a person um, who is... Like I would love to be and and at some point I think a mentor or a coach in the end also. Yeah. Even so there is a huge market for it. So many people are out there and in this market. Um, but what I would love for for our age group or for my age group, um, I think what you also said, there needs to be a lot of guidance. So I think if people are mm-hmm. getting a little better guided, sometimes they can find their purpose better. They can yeah. figure out better what they would love to do. And um, for that, I would love to at some point coach people if I feel ready, if, if people might start approaching me. Um, that would be, I think, my goal. And just also what you said about giving and receiving, I think I would love to give first like a lot a lot of things towards our um, yeah, our generation and, and grow an audience with that and hope to inspire people to just think for themselves, hey, what do I want to do? What is the thing which makes me happy? And and where do we where do I want to go with with my life? Because a lot of people just take decisions based up on the construct around them, on friends, yeah. And family, um, yeah, um, and that's upsetting. I think, I think as an individual, you are in the end as well just the sum of the five people that you tend to hang out yeah. uh, with the most. You know, that's like uh, being said yes. a lot of times, but in the end, it's true. It's very you know, if true. If you yeah. just have a lot of friends around you who are uh, drinking a lot, uh, smoking a lot and stuff like that, yeah. you tend to copy those behaviors or uh, see that as a baseline as well. Yes, um, and also I think what is like the group of friends is really relevant. And also um, I now think and started to think like reflecting about behaviors and the past because how you grew up what environment you grew up really shapes you how you are now and yeah of like course. everyone starts on a different level that's also a very beautiful uh, set and on on our minor or in our minor and everyone has like a different starting point where they are because i think maybe it starts around 16 17 18 where you start obviously thinking for yourself you're not necessarily around your parents anymore and not like put put on to to those behaviors of your parents but you can like develop yourself and then i think it starts the time where you have to figure out and try out different things see where you want to go and also um heal from what you have experienced um throughout your childhood because really depending on i think what you have experienced um because in the end it's the the mindset and the, the the clearer you can get with your mindset the more you can achieve and I think that is, um, I had I had the chance to have a really good childhood, even so my parents got divorced, that was a very troubling time for me, but I think to heal from that and then start to to build on that is very, uh, very helpful to f- to find yourself. More. Yeah, because in a lot of, I think a lot of just uh, patterns or thoughts are being set in your childhood. Yes. And um, yeah, I, that's something that I... Uh, can really relate to as well i have divorced parents as well yeah so um even though i grew up in a happy family um yeah i <laughs> i have a, a a lot of uh patterns and certain thoughts that uh, developed in my childhood that i'm also always still working on yeah um but that's okay as well you know yeah um, it's that, just uh, the continued growth and um patch from there on as well yeah, I, I agree. I think that's just the, the the process which we have to go through. And I think also, even so it sounds super kind of spiritual in a way, but I think everyone is made for the life they are put in. Like everyone has mm. the power and strength to overcome the challenges which they have faced and will face in their life. And I think that is, if if you have the mindset that it is something beneficial and that it is still like the life is always for you and never against you, even so there is a struggling yeah. time. Uh, that helps a lot to overcome also struggling because situations. If if you're going to fight the life that's happening, that's going to be so hard, you know? Yeah. Of Indeed. course, you always should try to uh, overcome the problems, but there always will be problems. Yeah. The the striving for a problem-free life 
it ain't going to happen. You know, whatever whatever you're going to do, there always will be problems. But in the end, in those problems, there's a lot of growth uh, yes. opportunities as well. And of course, it, it sounds so um, like almost like a, a guru to say like uh, you should uh, embrace your problems. But in the end, that's just true as well, you know. Yeah. I think like what you what you said is also very true and I agree on that because like growing I also said that sometimes life is taking you a step back and then you go also it's very lame to say two steps forward but it really is like just the challenge you faced overcome is like making you a bigger person like lets you grow a little more and it's not going to never be a straight way from point A to point B I think what we have to appreciate and what I feel like saying in every podcast, we have to enjoy the journey, getting somewhere yeah. instead of just aiming for something. I think that is also very a lot powerful. Of times if, if you reach the goal, it's just, you just ticked off a box and yes. you feel a bit like, okay, yeah, what's next? And yeah, you really should try to uh, find purpose in the journey instead of reaching the, yeah, the set goals for you as well. But what are things that are challenging you then right now and what what type of process or phase are you yeah in? um and for, for me what what's challenging right now or what what is always challenging is i think in general in a positive way um a family business uh, which i'm in i think that mm -hmm. um is something which you have to constantly work on constantly um, improve onto your communication onto how you behave with each other my brother is within like in the business and yeah. obviously my mom founded the company and so it's always very interesting to to work together as a as a group um, and as a family and then also differentiate between company and family because that can be very challenging if like however the communication is and um, to not forget about like how important the family is and not put the business always first that is um i think something yeah which you always which i always encounter to be challenging um besides that in my personal life i'm very happy obviously what i said before my fitness is something which i'm lagging off the last two three years i'm also sitting a lot in front of the computer um besides that am i sometimes unpatient i think everyone is um in terms mm -hmm. of my goal like how how i reach my goal and how how fast i'm getting there i think that that's everyone's problem probably like in in terms of uh, i would have loved to be already i don't know maybe at i don't know so many listeners maybe i don't know five thousand listeners a month instead of yeah, five hundred a, a certain hunger and eager yeah for, uh, ambition as well that's good in a yeah. sense as well right it is um but sometimes it's like uh, i want to i want to go on i would love to go a little yeah faster because i know what kind of potential i have and i sometimes see hey you're not using everything you can and um, also in terms of the podcast for example i'm really lagging off putting out um content like on instagram I, there are three posts but online it's so easy to be so hard for yourself that's something yeah. that i really recognize as well it's um especially if you're ambitious and you're young you want to reach certain things yeah um, you really can uh, be so hard for yourself like oh i should do this i can do this better this and this and this but something that i always uh say to myself is like i am enough and i yeah. have enough yes but that is coming from the point of view that i really struggle in that sense the same way as you you know you always are striving for yourself you want to go the yeah. extra mile and this and this and but therefore it's sometimes even harder to be grateful for the things that you already have if yeah. you're always aiming for the next thing that, that that is true but the fun part is even so you you think you have this consciousness of hey i i i know i'm like living for for my happiness enjoying the moment and like all the things i also talked about the talk, podcast and touch about it but sometimes if you rush in your life and if you don't take those breaks you you get like kind of sucked into it and you're not you're not taking this break you need sometimes to yeah. reflect and realize hey i can just take a step backwards just slow down because sometimes also very uh, common say like slowing down is really making it sometimes faster because you can reconsider think about it and also enjoy the process even more um that's uh, i think uh, very interesting and yeah nice to think about uh, as well yeah that's something i recognize as well somebody as somebody who has um hdhd um 
I uh, tend to go uh, sooner too hard than too slow. So uh, I always have to, you know, put a brake on things as well, yeah. take the time to reflect and uh, don't plan every moment of every day full. Yeah. Um, and in that sense, for me, Corona times are challenging as well, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I now work like two days a week at the office and the rest of the days at home. And I'm just somebody who gets a lot of energy of, um, of other people as well. Yeah. And um, um, doing things and going to a, a place in a physical sense. And now um, you are just living so much of your life through a computer. You know, yes. sometimes I'm really feeling like uh, we are living in a matrix or something like that. It, no, it, it, I can so much relate to that because also since I moved back um, from the Netherlands to Germany, it, it feels, I mean, I wouldn't say lonely. I have also friends around me and stuff. Obviously, it's still is very restricted also because of a um, personal yeah. thing uh, within uh, from my girlfriend's side. Um, it was we had to be very careful with COVID and stuff. And that was very, very challenging because I'm also a person, I need to have the conversation with people. I need to have exchange of ideas of, of my creativity. It's like an outlet for me as well, which is mandatory also for me. I feel like almost to grow, to to be better at um, my, to develop myself better kind of. So that's what I miss a lot, but I think and hope that's that's going to change. And I think, even so it's not the same, but also the, those interviews give me a lot of energy and, and a lot of positivity to exchange yeah, still, ideas. Uh, yeah, you're talking again with somebody that you don't know, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just, it's also so nice just to get to know somebody uh, yeah, it on, is. A, on, a, on a deeper level and skip the, uh, the small talk and just immediately go in depth and talk about uh, yeah, self-development, growth, the yeah. meaning of life and uh go on from there indeed um now cam like you said like this like flowing state or like uh, this state of flow which you can sometimes achieve with task or with traveling i would love to come to your travel and yeah what where you where you ha where have you lived what was your like so the, yeah the, the life taking? I'm, i'm back in utrecht and i've born and raised in in utrecht that's a city in in the middle of the netherlands But after high school, I first did like a, a year abroad in Belgium. So um, all the way um, towards the coast and all the way towards the border with France. So all the way in the left point of Belgium. Yeah. So that was a big uh, change for me as well, because the way they're talking Dutch over there, I just, I, I couldn't understand it. I was like the first day of, of my course, I was looking like to the other Dutch guys who were sitting there and, and we're like looking at each other. Do you have any clue what we need to do today? And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I didn't understand like a thing yeah. that has been said for the past three hours. Um, so I think that was like my first year living abroad in Belgium. And uh, after chef school, I did hospitality management. So for hospitality management, you do a, your first internship abroad as well. So I lived okay. uh, nine months in London. Nice. I okay. worked in a very luxury hotel the Waldorf Hilton. Okay. And my final internship I did in Bonaire in the Caribbean. That's a small, small Dutch island or kind of Dutch. Yeah. That's uh, close to Venezuela. And I lived a while in uh, Colombia. I actually did there my um, Spanish. That's, that's for amazing. A high, for, uh, for college. So yeah, I've, I've lived abroad as well in a couple of places. And I think, um, you know, If you're talking about growth and learning, you learn so much from living in another country and then living in another culture. You know, that's yeah. Uh, if one thing um, gives you self-reflection, it's that, you know, the moment you are moving to another country, it's as well a moment to re-challenge your, your habits, your ideas. Yeah. Um, and a lot of things that you do in the end, you do because the rest of the people around you are doing that as well yes i mean it's just it's also by moving into the other country it's automatically leaving your comfort zone almost completely like you yeah. don't have another choice as well it's and like, in, in the end there's growth in that you know yeah and in, uh, in, in seeking the challenge in things as well because i'm sure you move into the netherlands even though Netherlands and uh, Germany, the cultural, we're quite 
close to each other. There's a I lot agree. of differences as well. Uh, yeah. But but still, like culturally, I I didn't feel too far away kind of from home. No. Even so, the drive home wasn't too possible for me, which I also didn't mind. I think it was like eight hours because I'm like not living on the on the west side. I live I live on the east side, like clo closer to Berlin. And it was very interesting for me. And what I really love about the Netherlands, to be, to be honest, is that everyone speaks English. So I wasn't really yeah. like had the need to learn Dutch. Um, also, I, I would have not learned Dutch because I don't see the language too effective in, in the ways on, on how many people speak it. Um, and and what I would love to learn is actually is, is Spanish. And Colombia probably gave you the great opportunity. Are you like now fluent or is it just like a little bit or how, how good? No, I, have to, I have to say I lived abroad in Colombia, I think like two and a half years ago. And um, a language is something that you really have to keep alive. Uh, yeah. And once you don't uh, use it, it it's yeah, it kind of dissolves uh, in your brain as well. So, but for the past months, I'm like uh, revamping my Spanish, and every morning I do like a in part of like my morning routine. I do like yeah. 20 minutes of Spanish, and I'm listening more to Spanish music again, just to um, get back a bit uh, in the Spanish. Uh, Because I, in the past, I used to speak a bit of German as well. But now, you know, oh, my God. <laughs> Don't yeah. ask me to talk in German. You know, I can still read quite yeah. some bit in German. Yes. But, yeah, language is something that you really have to keep alive. And yes. I think always the moment that you are really going on holiday and you are there for a couple of days, then it starts to come back as well, you know, yeah. because it's still somewhere there. I, I agree. I think I think um, you can reactivate that still Yeah. quite quite fast depending how far away or when you have learned yeah. it. so and, i'm a bit now uh, busy with reactivating it uh, yeah again. no that, that's amazing i think languages are very beautiful and also very challenging for me um before i went to texas to high school there my english was very bad and i had a very big challenge with my english i also didn't have best grades in in high school um But it was it was also challenging to 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 learn the language to adapt from one um, kind of day to the other in the other language and just try your best uh, with the language. But I really I, yeah. for me the best way to learn language is the way to just jump into the culture. Oh, definitely, and yeah. Because you have you to. have to. Yeah, yeah, you have to. And uh, of course, I had international friends in Colombia, but I also had Colombian friends, and um, yeah, then you're just talking Spanish. You know, and even it's very hard and you're making so many mistakes and sometimes you just don't know uh, how you're going to explain this or that. Yeah. But th there is the growth, you know, yes. because you have to. So and, and, and yep. it's all around you as well. So you so quickly learn. That, that's true. Yeah, it, it's, it's very impressive how fast if we want to learn something, we are able to adapt and learn and also how fast the like the mind can adapt towards this language it's it's very interesting and coming to colombia like how long have you been there is there any in, in, in yeah. colombia i think i was there uh, around four months and it's uh it's a really beautiful country filled with beautiful people who are really so friendly and so eager to show uh their country as well and i lived in uh, medellin so that's of course a city with uh, a bit of violent past as well But was that was now really thriving, and you just saw the growth in the city uh, in such a yeah phenomenal way. I really, I really liked uh, it there. But of course, you're living there such a different life as well that you are doing here. You know. Yes, of course. But I think the the openness you're experiencing and and the like just your mind is opening up to so many different things um culturally as well and i i think really that's such a nice way of learning and expanding your comfort zone automatically even so everyone is different and not everyone has to like traveling but I already said it in so many podcasts i think traveling is a, a constant way of or an easy way and access of expanding your comfort zone because yeah. when you travel and you decide buying a plane ticket you already decided for a change in the way you're moving from one country to another and you experience sometimes some things you don't know it but i think there's even more growth in really living somewhere for a while you know because if, if you're yeah. just going somewhere for a, a couple of days you don't really tend to 
get to know the soul of a country. Yeah. But if I'm looking back, like, like the person I was in Bonaire in the Caribbean, I was a different person in a sense that I'm now. But that's also because you always are a part of the environment around you. You know, here in the Netherlands, I tend to be way more busy and uh, like everybody is uh, here. Yeah. But in Bonaire, it doesn't really make sense to live that way. You know, if you're standing in line, it can really happen that the um, the girl who is behind the the cashier, like the desk, is just picking up the phone and is having a conversation with a girlfriend from like for like twenty minutes, and everybody is just chilling in in line as well. Yeah. And that's something that my Dutch person would just not handle or could control. Yeah. But there, it's just it's part of the vibe, and you should go with the flow. Like like the the first six months that I lived there, the machine um what what was uh, what makes like um bank cards on the island was broken. Yeah. So I couldn't get like a bank card. So every week I had to go to the bank to get like cash money. Yeah. And if going to the bank in Bonaire just meant standing in line for like one and a half hours. <laughs> and you could become very furious with that and just irritated. But I just go there with like a little book and chill and stuff like that. So I was a completely different person because now if I had to have to stand one and a half hours in line, you know, I could not control yeah. that. Because yeah. that's like the Dutch part of me. But leaving being like the Dutch person in Bonaire wouldn't make any sense as well because you have to adapt to your environment as well. So I think that's what you said as well about living abroad really gives you a new perspective of doing things uh, yeah. and why you are doing them i i agree on that and like how long um how many times did you have to stay in this line to to realize or i mean i think you realize it very fast but to not be bothered by that anymore too much like affected yeah um that's as well it's like should you fight something or should you work with something you know in the, yeah um you but i think i've adapted like uh in a week being there okay but it's amazing. just it goes quite quickly you know because you're just so involved in you are in a completely different environment yeah and those those moments are the moments of change as well you know because you do change as a person and of course i'm now back in my uh, unquote dutch uh dutch way of doing things yeah but I do have a more uh, sense of reflection of why should you do things like that or why shouldn't you? Yeah. So that, yeah. No, that, 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 cool. makes, that makes a lot of sense. And I think generally South America, uh, my brother is at the moment in Costa Rica and he was also in Colombia um, at the beginning of, I think, last year um, by himself. And it's you just sometimes wait an hour for the bus or even so I yeah. was talking to, to someone who was uh, in South Africa and and sometimes the bus is not coming you don't know no. you just don't <laughs> no, know no, no. and it's you just it, don't know no. it's it's so uncommon for us because like in also in germany i mean i'm i'm not i mean i i'm german but in terms of time i'm not on time like i'm i have a very challenging time to be on time and it's so but funny that, how that, that must be hard to be a german who does who is not on time because all the german people that i've known uh from uh from studies and abroad they're always so punctual you know that's, that's amazing <laughs> that, that that's great but like for me it's like maybe a little bit unstructured but i'm i'm living with that very positively and i think no but also, i like that as well i also just yeah taking the time or then like if you don't know when the bus comes for example i think it was just such a funny story when i was listening to it like you expect kind of that the bus comes but it just doesn't come and no one really cares about it too much the same when we went to thailand and we tried to use some um, public transportation i don't know you don't know where the stations are it's not it's not clear at all you don't know where the bus necessarily goes because you also don't understand no. the language but it's so adventurous and what I really love to explore as well as the is the kid in within you or the, the, the child you have and, and yeah. sometimes just let go from all the structure and all the pressure you usually have in your daily life and just see, hey, where does it take me? Yeah. And do you, do you have a moment you can recall on your travels where you just let it go and let it be in terms of flowing and, and let's see where the life takes me because this is very interesting for me and I'd love to if I have the chance to create this environment, I would love to mm. do that way more often and uh, to just a flowy, not necessarily structured environment because that can give you, especially when you're on vacation, 
great experiences and get like gives you the possibility to meet such amazing people as well sometimes well, I, i think a lot of times it are as well the moments of like stress of uh, certain things that are not happening as you are planning them in the end the, then tend to Uh, arise the moments that you are like let's fuck it let's just all go with the flow and see yes. what's happening yeah when i was like moving from bonaire to um colombia i had to fly from bonaire to curacao from curacao curacao is another island from curacao to bogota from bogota to medellin and i knew already that like flying in the caribbean meant that your plane can be really delayed so i yeah. made sure that i had a six hours uh on curacao to get my another plane even though it was just 10 minutes flying from the to curacao of course the first plane was like delayed five and a half hours okay so in the end i had only 10 minutes on curacao to get my another my plane connection to bogota so i asked them if it was possible to uh, put all my luggage in the front i was actually still traveling with all my chefs knives but there it was it, it was fine i just could uh, put on my backpack on the front and i was sitting in the first row in a moment the plane was opening i had to take a sprint to the next plane uh, to catch the next plane to bogota and in bogota unfortunately i had the same situation and i had to go, go to gate uh, 68 and i had to again run a lot of uh, really a lot of meters through the airport and it was just so such a stressful yeah. i think 36 hours just and in the end it, on those moments you are like okay let's just fuck it and let's just see yeah. where it goes you know 100 yeah because you have to you know i i agree and and that's also really funny how my brother sometimes react to like those situations or is not even concerned sometimes it's so funny how he travels like i mean he travels with, with very little um and like just mainly with his computer and some clothes, but it's like he just flows a lot of times or tries to create this environment of flow. And there are so many people coming towards you if you have the openness and are open enough yeah. and, and ready to to meet people, to make those connections. And sometimes so many really nice things can happen um, if you if you let yeah. it go sometimes. Yeah, talking about that now, I really want to go... <laughs> abroad as well and experience some new adventures but i'm yeah. sure this year we can manage those yeah i i hope so too i'm also um kind of planning to to do that as well um somehow soon um ho however soon as possible um and i think the possibility is there to to travel even so now it's COVID. and um, you just obviously have to calculate the risk a little bit as well but i think um, yeah. for, for us uh, i it, think it we should will, be fine yeah we should be fine this summer i i agree i agree um from your like to to sum up all the travels all those experiences you've made um was there like one of the biggest learnings the 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 best kind of experience or however you can sum up um this whole journey of your um, living abroad no, I think having just the for me just the having um had the chance to really live abroad i was so happy that it really gives you like uh some self-reflection on a deeper level i noticed like uh, if you meet somebody in the netherlands the first question that they will always ask like is, okay, what do you do? Like, what kind of job are you doing? Yeah. And that's something that your identity kind of depends on as well. But if you go to Bonaire, that's maybe the eighth question that they will ask you. Yeah. It will just go about first about, well, what have you been eating today? Or what did you do today? Yeah. And that's really nice in a sense yeah. as well. And those things just, yeah go abroad challenge the status quo challenge the things that you think are the truth for you and um just go with an open mind to go with an open flow and yeah be open to experience new things i can yeah i can uh, just agree on that so so much um for for now um what what have you planned for for the next year what have you planned at the moment where do you want to where do you want to go where should the life uh, takes you like what's the the goal setting maybe also in your like personal development is there are there any bigger goals you encounter to to share or want to share yeah of course no like in the sense of travel i'm uh, i was actually looking yesterday to maybe book like a, something like a bicycle uh, adventure with my father maybe to do some cycling in iceland or that's more to because I've actually done that, done that two years ago with him in Taiwan nice for a couple of days, like cycling the West coast of the country. That was really cool. And uh, goal wise, I think for me this year, I'm um, 
yeah, I was in the beginning, I was planning maybe to do a bit of studying next work as well, but I don't want to do that now. You know, if it's if I'm already spending so much time behind the computer, I don't want to do that on my Saturdays as well. So I, um, I'm really focused this year on a lot of uh, self-development and self-improvement. I, yeah, what I told I just asked yeah. two weeks ago, a new career coach. I'm uh, doing a lot of things of Tony Robbins. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yes, yes. One of I'm my going to, uh, one, of, uh, one of my mentors um, we are having with my mom. It's like uh, Jay Abraham. He's like a very big and well-known coach in marketing. And he also works uh, with Tony Robbins sometimes together. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm doing uh, a lot of things like that, but it's nice uh, to have the time to do those things as well, you know? Yeah. And when it comes to like coaching and, and generally, I would say and call it investing into yourself, I also yeah. think that um, our generation will start and will do that more often because also what we said in the beginning to like get a career coach, not many people are asking for that. If you no. If you ask a lot of people and if you... And a lot of people want to give. If they are at a yeah. certain point, they would love to help you and would love to support yeah. you. Because and I think I'm I'm not, I'm not paying for my career coach as well. Now I just asked somebody that I admired in her work and that I thought like I can learn a lot from her. Yeah, she's at a point in her career that she wants to give back as well. So just go for it and ask. Yes. You know, and then, uh, yeah, it's it's what you said. It's as well important sometimes to take the time for a bit of self. Uh, self-improvement for me like um looking back what's the meaning of life for me simple as said even though it might be a bit cheesy i want to make a positive impact on the world i want to leave it a bit better behind than i found it and um of course i can do that from my job working as too good to go yeah but if if i want to do that on a, the the best level possible i should just try to make sure that i'm in peak state to do that as well that yeah. I'm in peak state to give back to as many people as well. I know I agree. And I think also um, giving back without asking anything in return is also very yeah. beautiful. And especially when then people approach you and, and say that you could inspire them or you could help them out somehow. I think that is also the greatest payment you can get this like thankful and, and happy person coming back to you and saying just thank you to you is, is yeah. very nice even so not many like probably there are a lot of people who are listening to the podcast i don't know of which is totally cool and if i can help them out i'm just glad to do that and also what i say always in the podcast even so not pe many people are reaching out to me at this moment but if someone has anything any issue i would love to get in contact with them yeah. and What you also said, and I think this is one thing I just want to say over again, like asking for help is so important and there's so yeah. many, so little people are not doing it. It's it's upsetting and there is so much you can gain from asking for help. If you are not, if you're depending obviously always when where you are in your life, if you can give and, and provide help, go for it. But if you need help and and, and need something to to go on with your development it's not not in any way bad to just ask for no, it no and, you, and you, it can you save you a lot of money <laughs> yeah and you should not try to do everything on your uh, on your own i think yeah. in the end you're just as big and strong as the sum of your network yeah um you know it, it takes a village the in the end everything it takes a village it takes a village of people to do this or to do that so um yeah use that as well use the people that you have around you and let them use you as well in a in yes. a good sense yes no i agree and then that's i think one of the questions i like to ask in the end um as you listen already to the podcast probably like what is the biggest takeaway from your life from your path you went until now which you would love to give towards the audience which is our age um what are, is the things which let you realize the most in your life and, and let you to the most change? I think for me, something that's always been very, very important and helpful is having a big network. And that's something that I've um, built myself as well. And I've invested a lot of time in that. Um, but with having a big network, you always have certain people who have certain qualities which you can learn from. And um, Yeah, if you want to make impact in the end as well, you do have to have a bit of a community around you as well. So I, I should always recommend we are now still at the young age in the beginning of our careers, invest in your network. Yeah, uh, 
I just want to leave it like this because the the power of your network and, and how much you can achieve with it um, is something I have already talked in the podcast about, but yeah. also I think it's it's so true. And I think a lot of people do underestimate that. And, yeah. and you don't, like, even if you leverage one person for this one thing or you know how to, in a positive way, use your network, like, hey, this person is really good with computers. Why can't, like, wh why don't you ask him to help you with your computer if yeah. you have an issue? Maybe you can help him out with something else. Maybe you're good in graphic design, whatever. You can help him out with something else. And that's just really um, giving and receiving is uh, what we also said, um, or you said also very, very powerful in the end. Yeah. Is yeah there thank you so much, uh, Joseph. I really like this conversation uh, to get to know you a bit better as well. Thank you. Um, so cool that it just started with a guest lecture at your uh, college and now uh, we're, we're here. I can, I can just agree on that. Thank you so much for taking the time, for, for putting time into listening also to a couple episodes and yeah, providing value to, to the community, which is created by the podcast, but will also grow. So thank you so, so much for taking the time. Heidi, appreciate it. It was a really nice talk and thank you for your openness. And Yeah, thank the, you so much, Joseph. Thank you. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye-bye.